Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woach. And I'm Walt. Welcome to this week's episode. We are 37 episodes in, Walt. Can't believe it. They're flying by. But we're going to talk some fantasy football today, which is uh, everyone's getting ready for their drafts. A lot of people don't know what's going on because so many people swap schools in 20, uh, 2020 because they get the free year of eligibility. So uh, it's going to be a crazy year for fantasy. Looking forward to it. What are your thoughts going into this year, Walt? Hey, Woj, my thoughts are it's going to be a great fantasy football season. Last year, we had to cancel our fantasy football season, Woj, because of COVID. The conferences we had, they just weren't lining up. It would have never been fair. We couldn't have played it. But this year we're back. I get to rub your face in the mud again, Woj. Probably 18 years straight, take you down into fantasy football. So those are my thoughts on it. Listen, for our viewers that don't know, we have a dynasty uh, league going on here with the double keeper, double keeper league. And we've had it going for a long time. I had a first round, two first round picks for last year, two third round picks, and I still have my second round pick. And the season gets canceled. Thanks, COVID piece of shit <laughs> that was rough which i'll give you that all right well anyways i'm still looking forward to my team this year still looking forward to getting back into some fantasy some head-to-head but we're going to talk some fantasy players in each each of the power five here we're going to talk some performers some sleepers uh get you up to date on who's going to be who who's who in fantasy football we're going to start right off with the sec wall and top performer, Matt Carroll. I mean, it doesn't go any further than that. He's QB, QB at Old Miss. I mean, he's got a big ceiling wall. I mean, who's his coach over there? Let's just talk about that first. Well, Lane Kiffin's over there. Well, I'm loving your pick already. This is why you're the fantasy man. You got Lane Kiffin coaching a football team? Hey, take their quarterback. Is that what you're thinking? Uh, hell yeah. I mean, the dude – I mean, yeah, they lose Elijah Moore this year, which is it was one of the best wide receivers in college football in 2020 and 2019 for that fact. But, I mean, he's averaging 32.6 passes per game. And last year he had 32 touchdowns. I mean, that's big. That's awesome. He's athletic. He can use his feet to make touchdowns as well, which is huge in, in fantasy formats because, listen, they're only getting four points typically in most leagues for a passing tee, six points for a rushing wall. So I'm sure that's going to come up a lot more today when we talk about some other people, but he's a big performer. I can't believe I have not heard you say, what about Kenny, your boy, Woj? Kenny, your boy's gone. No more DFS, Kenny, your boy. Yeah, I know. It's very, very disturbing, very disturbing. I don't have Devontae Smith either anymore, so I am i don't know what I'm going to do. Hey, I got to find – Woj, you get Matt Corral on your team, I mean, you're going to do well. He's going to be chasing Eli Manning for – most passing yards ever, and that's this is an old Miss team. We're talking about some quarterbacks that have played here, but Eli Manning has 10,119 yards. That's the club record over there at Old Miss. Matt Corral comes in this year as a sophomore. I mean, he's played some games, but he had a redshirt year, only played four games, had some injuries. So, I mean, he's coming in as a sophomore. He can go for that record. So, you get that guy in your team, you're going to do well without you, boy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, let's move on. We got another top performer in the SEC. I wanted to highlight this one for, as a wide receiver coming out of LSU, Kayshawn Bote. I mean, he he's going to be one of the most sought-after wide receivers in any fantasy league. Uh, him, maybe David Bell from Purdue, th- people like that. I mean, this, this guy's top-notch wide receiver. You know, they started slow last year with LSU, especially because a lot of them were opting out, Well, I mean, half their team opted out for that fact. 
but he started slow, end of the season, and just took off. I mean, he was a freshman last year too. So, I mean, yeah, obviously he's going to start slow. But end of the season, he fucking skyrocketed Wall. And, I mean, no matter what QB over at LSU eventually gets the nod, we're not sure because of injuries and whatnot, but he's going to be an all-star in any lineup. Uh, going to be a must-have in, in every league and probably going to be a top-five pick in every league as well. Hey, you got Miles Brennan Jr. back there. You're slinging you the ball. I, it's a good pick. Yeah, again, a lot of times when we're talking about these fantasy people, you'll probably hear me talk about it today. But you got to look at their schedule too. When you're picking a fantasy football player, you want somebody that has an easy schedule. I mean, he's playing UCLA Week One. Who knows about that program? But then they got McNeese State and Central Michigan. That's a go off for a wide receiver. I mean, if you got Brennan as your fantasy quarterback, you're thinking, yeah, maybe they sit him in the second half, but you're good here with Keyshawn. He's going to play all four quarters. He's going to get some touches. Just those two games alone, Woj, I'm liking this guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now let's talk some sleepers in the SEC. And this one might not be a sleeper for everyone. Definitely not in our current league because we just play uh, Big Ten, Pac-12, and SEC. But in other larger format college football uh, fantasies, this this guy would be a sleeper. But Aeneas Smith, the running back from Texas A&M, and I talked about him a whole ton last year with uh, DraftKings well. I mean, he's labeled as a running back, but really the guy's a wide receiver. Uh, he, he was usually cheap last year in DraftKings and always had a big high ceiling because he's getting point per reception well. Point per reception is a big thing. Uh, but player per game, or point per reception is always the, the ideal thing. He's got to be – you have to be worrisome, though, because Isaiah Spiller is still the RB1 over at at Texas A&M. So he's splitting plays, but sometimes he's on the field at the same time. So I'm not too big, too worrisome on this one. He was one of our top leading wide receiver point getters in our league wall. So, and he wasn't even labeled as a wide receiver. So, I mean, 19.3 points per average on DK last year per game is, is pretty steady for a sleeper for in most people's categories. Well, well, I think a lot of that is a miscategorization, which, I mean, you're right. If you see it, take advantage of it. I think they have not this year. They'll probably put him in the roster as a wide receiver. I mean, Spiller's the man unless he gets hurt. So I'm pretty sure they'll move him back to wide receiver, which I think he was uh, two years ago. But um, if you catch him in that running back slot, yeah, you're right. Get those wide receiver points, right? Yep. Another quarterback we're going to talk about. In a big, huge program with the coach that likes to sling it while Will Rogers, Mississippi State. I don't necessarily know if this is a sleeper either, but I mean, everyone knows Mike Leach well. I mean, early on in our fantasy leagues, we always used to go after Mike Leach quarterbacks. And I mean, they're just what you go after, air raid, air raid guys. But I mean, Will Rogers is the real deal over there. I mean, he completed 67% of his passes in the last couple of games, their last five games of the season, throwing nine TDs. Uh, Loses some of the guys in the backfield, but he keeps going with Jaden Wally, uh, who was a big part of that end streak for uh, Will Rogers. Uh, last couple of games, he went 100 yards at least in every single one of those games. Um, so, yeah, I mean, big plays there. It's a sleeper. I mean, it's not your Alabama quarterback or your LSU quarterbacks. It's Will Rogers from Mississippi State Wall. Hey, and again, let's go over the schedule. They got some people they are going to – Throw it over the top on Louisiana Tech, NC State, maybe not so much. Memphis, that's going to be a shootout. So you're talking about some, you know, some people. They're going to be throwing the ball, trying to compete with numbers-wise. We all know Mike Leach. You were saying in our league that Mike Leach quarterbacks are big. Yeah, it's me and you always fighting to see who can get Mike Leach's quarterback. So, hey, Will Rogers, take him. 
Yeah, another quarterback I just want to highlight because a lot of people don't know anything about him is Amori uh, uh, Jones from uh, Florida. He's going to be their quarterback. Just keep an eye on him. He's a dual threat kind of guy, so he could help you out in those situations where, hey, if he's doing a lot of dual threat stuff, a lot of running plays into the end zone, getting six points, he's going to creep up there in the uh, in the standings as far as top performance in the SEC, I think. So keep an eye on him. Like you talked about, though, while it's about schedule, Florida doesn't have the easiest schedule this year. So uh, it's just one of those things where I would keep my eye on it in the first couple of weeks or maybe pick them up, play them during the non-conference games. I know Florida's got a tough one right off the bat, though, so I, I'm not sure about that one. Well, maybe you get another Kyle Trask, would. I mean, Kyle Trask performed on, I believe it is Emory Jones. Emory Jones is coming in. He's just going to take over his shoes. If he can fill them, I mean, that's something to have on your team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they, again, like I said, though, they do lose a large chunk of that receiving core that was awesome uh, last year. So we'll see what happens. But let's move on to ACC wall. This is one of those conferences I just don't know. I mean, they're so up and down. They're, none of them are really all that great. And in, in DraftKings, for instance, North Carolina usually does good. But, you know, Brennan Armstrong from Virginia kind of stands out, the quarterback from Virginia. Uh, and Virginia always struggles with running backs as well. And, and Brennan Armstrong has shown that he can be that dual threat kind of guy. Uh, in the last nine games last year, he racked up 552 yards and five TDs on the ground and 126 carries. Uh, so he is essentially a running back quarterback. <laughs> uh, but on top of that, he's still threw for 2,117 yards and 18 TDs. So I just one of those guys to look at. I don't know if he'd be on the top of my list as far as quarterbacks. I know he's not, but just one of those top performers in the ACC. Uh, well, I got another pick, too, before you say anything about Brennan, but I got a kicker. <laughs> a kicker? We, we have those in our fantasy league? I, I can't. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that we guy do. that yeah. yeah, listen, B.T. Potter from Clemson, hear me out. Pick him up. I mean, it's going to be a later round, but B.T. Potter, no one's going to be looking at him. I mean, it's just some random Clemson kicker that didn't even kick for them, essentially, all that much last year. Uh, that's a big-time kicker. I want to take him well. I don't think you're going to have competition mode if you go high enough in the draft, but kickers are really important to a team. I mean, on the field, they're very important. You need a good kicker to kick that last minute. You know, when you're playing your rival, you need that ball to go through those uprights you can't have it bounce off them so you need a real good kicker on the field but also in fantasy I mean you want those automatic points uh, you got Clemson's kicker they're going to score touchdowns he's going to be getting those extra points which I mean that's an automatic one point every time they score a touchdown Clemson I mean I'm sure they got some people we're going to pick on their team they score points so hey kicker from Clemson I love it Woj love it well let's talk about Clemson's people that we're going to pick for deeper for fantasy well i mean they're all sleepers in my mind i mean you have an entirely new offense over there you have new running backs new wide receivers take your pick that's a sleeper right there running backs are going to be tricky uh because i think it's going to be a running back by committee to start it off um but it's something to keep in mind or to keep looking over justin ross is going to be if he's healthy as a wide receiver he could be one of the best wide receivers in college football, but that's if he's healthy. He's coming off a surgery in 2020 that he had on his on his neck. I don't think that's an easy surgery to come back from. It was some fusion injury of some sort or whatever, but uh, it doesn't sound like an easy one to come back from. So keep your eye on him. 
Uh, I'm sure he's going to go in draft picks just because he's from Clemson. They really don't have much else as far as fantasy value right off the top because no one knows anything about in their entire offense. So we'll see. Uh, but Justin Ross is one of those that I would pick up for a sleeper uh, and then run with it Wall. Hey, well, I, I don't know about taking anyone in Clemson's offense. I said they're going to score a lot. Um, as far as quarterback goes, I mean, they're losing the best quarterback in the nation, one of the best quarterbacks we've had, you know, in the past decade perhaps. But they're not going to have, in the ACC anyways, they're not going to have the top quarterback anymore. I, if you want the top quarterback, I think you got to go out to North Carolina with a Sam Howell. Now, does he put up the numbers? Yeah, he does. Last year, COVID year, well, he had over 3,500 yards passing in the air. So, I mean, I, I think if I want a quarterback, I want the top guy. Maybe take one or two of his receivers. I know he's got Josh Downs, the freshman back there, that'll probably get you some yards. So that's where I'd be looking for, you know, receiver-quarterback kind of combination. Straight-up quarterback. I mean, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned him yet, but Derek King, he's your boy, no? He is. And all three of those are Brendan Armstrong, Derek King, Sam Howell. I mean, they're all going to put up points. And I, li I like Derek King this year. I'm not going to lie. But as far as pure fantasy value, I think Brendan Armstrong is the way to go in my mind. But – he is my number one ACC quarterback. But, yeah, you're right. It's weird not thinking about Clemson and having that all-star quarterback, right? I mean, we don't know if they're going to get back to that level. There's no way they get back to Trevor Lawrence level, but it's just it's just weird thinking about that, that they're not going to have the best quarterback in the ACC. No, they're not, and a lot of people are going to come out expecting it and then realize, oh, no, he's in the NFL. I don't watch the NFL, but I think he went number one, no? Yeah, he, he went to uh, Urban Meyer's new team over in Jacksonville there, I think. Uh, he's done. He's not in the college football anymore. I don't pay attention to him. I think they picked up Tim Tebow at one point, too, but then they, they kicked him oh, off. Oh, yeah. Well, they were going to play him as tight end. <laughs> I saw a prop bet on there. I think it was on DraftKings for uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence to throw Tim Tebow a touchdown in the 2021 NFL season. Almost put a dollar on it. It was some crazy odds but i did see that so you are definitely correct all right let's move back to some college here we got pack 12 top performers on my team ready to keep kendon solvis the qb from usc now this is kind of a weird one there are other people that can really put up points as far as quarterbacks go um ucla's quarterback for instance you have uh Arizona State's quarterback, which is supposed to be doing some numbers, but Solvis is ready to go. I think he's got a, a good group behind him. They don't have Monty St. Brown anymore, but they still keep Drake London and Brew McCoy, a.k.a. possibly Brew McCoy. He's facing some legal issues, but pick up Tajay Washington from Memphis, which is obviously we know their offense. So they like to sling it around, so he was catching some passes. And Katie Nixon from Colorado, well, I actually uh, picked up Katie quite often in DraftKings just because he was always a cheap wide receiver that got consistent touches. But 44 attempts per game last year, and I only see that going up for Keaton Solvis. I like that offense. I like Keaton Solvis this year. I think he's going to be the top performer in the Pac-12 wall. San Jose State week one, which you're going to get some points there. I mean, you probably won't play the whole game. you probably have to wait, you know, three quarters and then watch a guy sit in the – sideline for the fourth but I think it'll be worth it he's going to get some points week one for sure like you kind of mentioned he's got wide receivers all around him and one thing at USC is let's say somebody like London goes down 
you don't have to worry. You know there's going to be another wide receiver coming in over there at that USC program. They're always stacked with them. So I like Slovis for that reason. I like him because what he's surrounded with out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's got some talent to surround with him. He's got some uh, returning guys on the offensive line. And to be honest, the Pac-12 isn't that good this year. And I just see him being able to sling it around and do some work. Now, let's talk about those running backs. Well, Derek Rosardo, or I, you can help me out with that name if you want, but the running back from Colorado, he is a beast, and he is going to put up numbers this year. He puts them up every year. Last year, no player, no player in college football who appeared in six or fewer games rushed more times than him. 156 carries for 895 yards and five TDs. Again, that was six games, Wall. Yeah, I believe it's Broussard. We'll help you out with that one. But, yeah, take him. Get him on your team. Enough said about that. All right, let's move. So I talked about a kicker in the ACC. I'm going to talk about a tight end here in the Pac-12, and that's UCLA's tight end, Greg Dulich. He is basically a wide receiver wall, and he should be marked as a wide receiver. we got to change that in the league. But he's really UCLA's tight end. He, all, he competes with any wide receiver in the nation, some stats. 12.6 targets per game, 19.9 yards per reception last year. That's huge from a tight end. Well, I mean, UCLA always does this crap. They put him listed. As, they've done it before, too, with their receivers. They list them as tight ends, but they're they're not really tight ends. I mean, the past three or four years, they've done this. I, I, I think, again, it's more of a mistake by the books by – if you're using whatever you use as your fantasy football league, mistakenly marking him as a wide, as a tight end when he's really a wide receiver, because I'm not going to go to the Pac-12 and take a tight end vote. I'm just not going to do it. If I'm taking the tight end, it's from the Big Ten. UCLA, not really a program I like. I mean, they're too inconsistent for me, especially when we're talking about tight ends. I want somebody who's consistent. So I'd probably take a pass on him unless, like you mentioned, he does get marked as a tight end. Yep. I mean, that's, you said it right there. I mean, he's, they just keep mix, mixing that up and they mark him as a tight end at UCLA, but he's really not. So it's the same thing with Anaya Smith from Texas A&M, which we already talked about. Some sleepers though in the Pac-12, Anthony Brown, the quarterback from Oregon. Well, he's filling in some shoes from Tyler Sawat, who left, and now he's going to take, uh, take the reins there. The big thing about this is, and I really haven't seen this much from Oregon since Mariota days, but this guy's a full dual threat quarterback. Like this guy can run super athletic. I'm looking forward to this guy and watching him play and watching Oregon get back to that kind of game that they used to play back in the day. Um, so I'm really looking forward to Anthony Brown. I think he's a big sleeper here because no one knows anything really about him, but he's got that dual threat workability. And I like that. And I like Oregon getting back to that you know, sling and, and run out to the outsides, get outside the pockets, the Mariota type, type football wall. I like Oregon as a team, Oge. I just like them straight up as a team this year. They're my Pac-12 guys. Uh, if you guys listen to our Pac-12, you know, rundown, you, you'll hear me talk about them and how much I like them. But, you know, for the fact that I like the team in itself, Anthony Brown, what a great pick. Another thing you got going for you too, Woj, is this Oregon team, they got some stout running backs. I mean, they got C.J. Verdell, who's going to power it up the middle, power it up the middle, bring those teams into 4-3 defense. Then what happens, Anthony Brown takes them over the top. 
I mean, not even just C.J. Verdell. They got new Mr. Dollar coming in here now. He's going to be the new explosive back, Sean Dollars. You're going to hear his name said a lot. So with that running game, they're really going to open up the passing game for Anthony Brown, get him some easy long balls, and boom, you got yourself a quarterback right there. I mean, you said it well. I mean, pulling defenses into that 4-3. And then if you have a dual-threat quarterback, someone that can get outside, he doesn't even have to go over the top if he doesn't want to or doesn't have it there. He always has the option to get outside. Pull those corners in. If they're not cheating in, then he's got a free first down every single time. And that's what those dual-threat quarterbacks do to you. But you're right. They need one of those guys up the middle. C.J. Verdell is one of those guys. Uh, Oregon's going to be a good team this year. I'm really excited to watch them play. Another team Vegas has as doing really good wall is Arizona State. And I'm picking Jaden Daniels as another sleeper quarterback here. He's set to have a breakout year, according to Vegas. Uh, and this is another key word here. He is a dual-threat quarterback. Just don't know if I fully agree with Vegas's call here, with Arizona State charging as much as they are. But we'll see what happens. But Jaden Daniels might be one of those quarterbacks, your second quarterback to pick up, and maybe the third or fourth round wall. I don't think he's got the horses to throw to downfield, Loach. I think that's going to be the biggest problem for Jaden Daniels. Also, I mean, his offensive line, I, I, they're not bad. I mean, top five probably in the Pac-12, but they're going to have a tough time blocking the run. And if you can't establish a run game and you don't have very good wide receivers to be able to beat cornerbacks down the field, that's what I question about Jaden Daniels, and that's, that's why he'd be a pass for me. Yeah, I agree. All right, we're going to talk more quarterbacks here, but – this is like a committee of quarterbacks in the Big Ten. I mean, there's this is the this is the best quarterback string we've had in the Big Ten in a long time. Well, I'm excited to watch some Big Ten football this year. But you have Sean Clifford from Penn State. You got Jake Plummer, who likely will get the job, or Aiden O'Connell from Purdue. You have Michael Penix Jr. from Indiana, and then you have this new guy named C.J. Shroud from Ohio State. We just know how good Ohio State is in general, so we just got to add him to the mix. As far as my top performer out of those, well, I'm going to go with Sean Clifford. Yeah, they didn't have a great year last year. He still did pretty well as far as fantasy numbers go. He's got that – he can use his legs. He's not crazy dual threat, but he can use his legs. He has people there around him that he's played with all – his whole time there. Jalen Dotson is a big one. He's going to be a big wide receiver this year in the Big Ten. He's going to help him out. Noah Kane is going to help. Clifford be big this year. And I think be Penn State be big in general. So I'm going to go with Sean Clifford as being the number one producing quarterback in the Big Ten this year, Wall. Well, I'm going to disagree with you, and it's kind of surprising to me. The guy that I'm thinking you didn't even bring him up on your list, which you mentioned some good guys there. I'm not going to, you know, disgruntle or be mad at you for that. Uh, Graham Mertz, I, I think he's probably the best quarterback in the Big Ten, in my opinion. I mean, obviously last year, Jake Cohen with took over, but I, I think this year he, he came out of high school, so highly recruited. He's supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks in the nation and just didn't get to show what he had really. I think we we're just talking about teams that open up the pass game with the run game. Who fits that bill to a T, Woj? What, what team in the Big Ten fixed that bill to a I, T? I, I get it, Wall, and I don't know, but they don't, they don't play Illinois every day. I mean, it is Wisconsin, and you're right. They do do that, but I mean, he made that breakout game, right, against Illinois where he just he completed almost 100% of his passes and just went nuts. But they're not going to play Illinois all day. I was not going to let that happen. I just don't know if he has 
the goods that Sean Clifford has. And he doesn't have the goods in the backfield Sean Clifford has either. I mean, he's got Jake Ferguson, Ferguson, sure. I just don't know if he's got like a Dotson, one of those guys that he can go to every single time or, or for, for instance, Jake Plummer's got Bell, David Bell, a guy he can go to every single time and know he's going to try to make a play and probably catch the ball. I just don't know if Wisconsin's got that and Mertz has got that connection with any receiver yet. I don't disagree, Woj. I don't disagree. I think Pryor might come through and be the over-the-top guy, but it, it does come down to their tight ends. And Ferguson, he's the, he's the best one in the nation. Hey, you want to put somebody on your team fantasy football-wise, put him on your team. He's going to be my keeper. I'll tell you that right now. And that's a tight end that I'm keeping, Woj. So I don't know. I, I, I think Mertz has, he has a very high ceiling. So I, I guess that's the way, way I'm looking at it. Okay. I mean, I get you. Uh, one guy I didn't mention, I keep mentioning him, is David Bell from Purdue, uh, wide receiver. Uh, probably arguably the best wide receiver in college football. So uh, just keep your eyes out for him. He'll go early. I'm sure uh, with Kayshawn Boti, I, I, those two are probably going to be one, two as far as wide receivers in any league. So uh, just keep your eyes out for that. I know it's Purdue, but believe me, trust me, he's good wall. And you know, you've watched his games. He's a pretty good player. I wouldn't disagree, Woj. I like what you said there. All right, let's move on to another another top performer in the Big Ten. We can't go without talking about a running back for a top performer in the Big Ten. We're going to talk about Mohamed Ibrahim from Minnesota. This dude is steady, dude. I mean, this guy is, is about as steady as it gets for, for running backs in college football. Uh, he's projected to be the best fantasy running back in our league, which is the Big Ten Pac-12 SEC. There are a few running backs, so I think there's only one running back that would actually beat him, and we'll talk about him probably in a little bit here. But uh, the volume that he gets is crazy, and it's steady. Every single game, it's the same thing over and over again. It's actually sickening how close his numbers are in DraftKings because, listen, he gets the ball the same amount of times. every. It's like the game plan doesn't change every single week for Minnesota. He gets the ball set amount of times, and that's it. Uh, it, it He's only had two outings last year where he didn't get at least 30 points, and that was an 18.1 versus Wisconsin and a 20.2 versus Iowa. And those are pretty stout defenses. Am I wrong, Wall? No, those are good defenses. I mean, you can hang your hat when you're when you're playing them, especially as well as he did. But I mean, if you want a guy that's going to score you 30 points a week on average, I mean, he's your guy. So I mean, that, he, he doesn't get much more steady than that. We know Minnesota's game plan going in the games, and even Iowa and Wisconsin can't. 100% stop it and shut it down. So that tells you something. I like uh, I like him from Minnesota a lot, Wall. He's a great pick, Woj. Over 1,000 yards rushing last year, and that's the Big Ten in the COVID year, which they didn't play as many games as most other people, let's be honest. Uh, I think I know where you're going with who we're going to talk about and him being up there with the only two people. But I want to go back to the SEC. I think it's a, it's a three-man race, Woj. I think it's a three-way race. We're we can't forget about Spiller, right? Because he might be one of the top people too. And I really think Ibrahim and Spiller are going to be the question mark. Who do you take that week? I think they both have running programs that establish the pass. And I think that's going to help out get both of them carries. So that's probably who I'd compare it with, which I, I'm pretty sure I know where you're going with the other comparison. Yeah, I'm sure you do too. We, we're not going to spoil yet. We'll tease it a little bit. We'll get there eventually. But yeah, uh, Spiller is going to be Spiller is going to be a good pick. Um, I, the reason I, I picked Anaya Smith as that sleeper and I didn't put Spiller in as a top performer is just because 
And then Smith is that running back essentially in a wide receiver spot. So it's just it just gets to that point per reception, which is one of those things to watch out for in your fantasy league. So that's kind of where I was going with that pick. But let's get to some sleepers in the Big Ten. And we already talked about him as possibly one of the top performers, but we didn't want to pick him yet because we really don't know anything about him. Well, it's C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Um, so it's a risk-reward here. I mean, you pick him up, and I'm sure I know who in our league would pick him up immediately first pick if he had the chance over Matt Carroll, Ruiz. But <laughs> nevertheless, <laughs> uh, he could be good. He could be great. He might not be. We've seen – Ohio State not be uh, to be real quick on quarterback changes, so we'll see how what happens here. Uh, what are your thoughts on C.J. Stroud? Well, I mean, there's not much to know about him. We don't really know. No, there's really not. I mean, you know he's on a good team, right? That doesn't hurt you if you're a quarterback. That's something we definitely know. But as far as what he's going to do, I, I'm going to go off of past performers and say Ohio State quarterbacks are good. Uh, one worry of mine, though, is is Ohio State is not afraid to sit their quarterback if they're up by a few touchdowns. So if you do pick them up and put on your put them on your team, realize when they're when they're up by a few points, you know, he, Stroud might be sitting the pine and uh, watching the, everybody else throw the pigskin around there. Yeah, another guy to watch out for in the Big Ten, another sleeper here, is Xander Horvat. This goes even for big format fantasy guys who are more than just the Big Ten and the Power Fives. I mean, if you're in one of those leagues or you're in all college football, Xander Horvath is a solid running back from Purdue. He's just like Emmaus Smith. I mean, he catches passes in the backfield. He averaged five grabs a game last season, and that's grabs, not targets. Grabs last season, um, along with a 14.8 carries per game. So, I mean, he's doing both efficiently. The thing is, he only produced two touchdowns last season. Yeah, we had a short season. It was kind of weird, COVID and all that. But always a good option in a PPR league here. I think he would make a, a really good addition to a flex spot, um, as well as maybe just your running back, too, if uh, if he starts producing some more touchdowns. Well, well at Purdue team, it's, it's sad to see that we're not going to – I mean, I feel like we never even got to watch him either. Rondell Moore is not back there. So it's going to change up Purdue's offense a little bit. They're not going to be doing – well, I would assume they're not going to be doing as much as the pitch outside and catch it and run for five or six yards, try to beat somebody. So I, I think what that'll do is it'll bring them to the ground game a little bit more. If they're on the ground game a little bit more, hey, what do you want? Well, do you want their running back, right? Horvath, not a bad running back. So makes sense. I mean, I don't know if I'd take him first or second round, but like you said, for a sleeper pick, that makes good sense to take somebody like that. Yeah, and it just adds to the David Bell talk, too. Rondell Moore isn't there anymore. Who's going to get those? David Bell. I mean, so David Bell's going to be a, a good pick, too. But, yeah, I like Xander Horvath, especially in that flex spot in any lineup. Uh, I would look look for him if you're struggling with picks and mid-rounds and you're not quite sure. You don't you have your wide receivers and your – or, excuse me, you have your quarterbacks and your number one wide receiver and maybe your running backs already set. I would look for him as one of those flex spots for sure if he's available mid-round. Well, let's move to Big 12, Wall. Big 12's got a lot of – Big-time players here. They are a fantasy heaven. They are not in our fantasy league, but for most people they are. They are a fantasy heaven wall. They are, unless you have to have a defense in your league. Then then you're in a little bit of trouble finding that defense every week. But, yeah, I mean, you, you can take – well, from the top few teams, you can take any of those players and put them on your team. Yeah, I mean, the biggest one, obviously, everyone's going to know this, Link, it's a Lincoln-Riley offense, right? This guy produces Heisman quarterbacks, and Spencer Rattler is the Oklahoma quarterback. 
67.5% completion rating last year. Well, that is absolutely bonkers. 28 TDs in the air and six TDs on the ground. This guy is the real deal. Probably will win the Heisman, unfortunately for me, because I'm going to bet on the next guy we're going to talk about. But Spencer Rattler, you can't go wrong with him, right, Well. No, and you're talking about a 67.5% passing rating. I mean, that that's really good when you put it in context. We're not talking about somebody who's throwing the ball, you know, 100, 150 times a season. Last time he, last year he threw the ball 317 times, over 3,000 yards passing. I mean, that golden ratio, if you guys have listened to us in the past, it's something I especially talk about. Golden ratios, touchdowns, the interception rate, he's at 28 to 7. And a couple of those, I remember, they're just from tips that, you know, the receiver actually should have gotten the interception rating in his stats. But, you know, it happens. It's still a good rating. I mean, Spencer Rattler, you got to take him if you get the chance, no matter, you know, when you're drafting. Take him first. They got the best offensive line. They got the best wide receivers in the Big 12 anyway. So Spencer Rattler's the man there. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd take him first. If Matt Carroll's still on the board, I would take him first. But I'd maybe take Spencer Rattler for sure second, but I don't know. Matt Carroll, Spencer Rattler, I guess you can take your pick your poison there, but well, they're both here, good. Here, but. Let, let me let me counterpoint you there, Woj. This is the reason I would take him because you know Coral, he plays in the SEC. Rattler, he's played in the in the Big Twelve. Where do I want my quarterback to be? I, want my quarterback I get you. To be I, okay. so that, that, right. That's why I think I'd go over there with it. Which I know I might, might be you know not saying what everybody's telling you to do, but hey, that's what you get when you listen to Woj and Woj. You, you get smart insights. I like that move, Walt. I like that move. That was good. that was a good call there. I like it. But hey, my boy's next year. My boy from Iowa State, who I hate by the way. I'm an Iowa fan, but my boy from Iowa State, Brees Hall. Uh, he's my Heisman hopeful of the year. We already talked about that on my uh, on our uh, conference preview. I got him at plus four thousand. I wanted to put some money on him because he's good. Uh, he is probably the best running back, or I shouldn't even say probably is. He is the best running back in my mind in the country. And he does the most to impact his team and, and make his team better. I mean, Isaiah, Isaiah Spiller is good. Uh, Mohamed Abram is good. Uh, they both do different things for the team. You know, Minnesota relies on Abram for basically everything. Isaiah Spiller opens up things for other players and his team. Uh, basically, Brees Hall does it all. Uh, and he's is super consistent when he does it. Uh, he's... 30, 362.2 drafting points last year, averaging 30.1 per game. Over tw- That's over 12 games, Wall. Only four games sub 30. Uh, he's the real deal. He's consistent. Uh, I love Breesaw. I like my Heisman chances with him is maybe if Rattler gets hurt. I hope that doesn't happen. But if he gets hurt, I mean, Breesaw might be a, a potential Heisman winner there and make me a lot of money. Hey, Woj, I'm wanting you to make money, and I'm not going to lie. I don't I don't bet Heisman, you know, anything in the beginning of the season, but I'm going to put some money down on Brees Hall. You've already convinced me. I'm going to try to get him a little better than 4000 because I just got to be a little bit better than you, Woj. So I'm going to wait and see what I can get. Probably won't be able to. Maybe I'll get a boost or something. But as far as Brees Hall and fantasy, I mean, pick him up. Great pick. Iowa State, I mean, they got – Iowa on the schedule in the beginning, but other than that, they got some easy competition at the beginning. So you can get those points, and then if you need to get rid of them at the end of the year, which I don't see that happening, but if you do, when they start playing their tougher competition, there you go. You got yourself an out. So. Yeah. Let's talk about some sleepers. I really like the sleepers for Big 12. Uh, biggest one being Desmond Jackson. 
a lot of you talked about, or, pro, or he's the Oklahoma State running back, by the way, but a lot of you talked and listened to us last year, and I, I talked about him and DraftKings a ton, especially in week 13 and 14 when he took over for Chubba Hubbard. And what did he do? He exploded. Exploded onto the scene. Uh, he had 353 yards and 65 carries, four TDs in those two weeks. Well, that's huge. Um, so, in, in a lot of people are saying they're not sure if LD Brown's going to get the job or somebody else. Hell no. Desmond Jackson's going to get the job. In two of those games, he went for 65 carries, 353 yards, and four TDs, and you're not going to play him as your number one running back, taking over for probably one of the best running backs in college football last year? Hell no. Uh, so, I'm looking forward to Desmond Jackson this year. A lot of people might not know who he is, so if you can sneak by some of those plebs in your fantasy league and pick him up, that will be a big pickup. Desmond Jackson from Oklahoma State Wall. Well, Spencer Sanders is back there. It gives me a little bit of worry, Woj, because I think Spencer Sanders is going to be running the ball a little bit more this year. But, I mean, if somebody's going to run the ball for Oklahoma State, take Jackson because they, they run those, you know, play action, play action, and then they'll do a dive. Play action, play action, then they'll do a sweep. So they really catch the – offense off guard with their running they do the opposite of what a lot of people do they use their passing game to open up the running game so hey i like an oklahoma state running back i can't say much about jackson personally but i like an oklahoma state running back uh, spencer sanders was there when he was destroying it in week 13 and 14 last year when he was making me some money so i'm not too worried about that i like desmond jackson as the uh, sleeper running back from the big 12. let's talk about a sleeper wide receiver from Oklahoma, Mike Woods. Woods is a transfer. We talked about him on a transfer episode. He's from Arkansas. Did fairly well there. He's going to Norman to see what he can do. He's got Spencer Rattler behind the gun there. They lost Rambo to Miami. He's kind of trying to fill that spot. But I think he can do more than Rambo. I think he can get up to that Sims level um, and, and see, or Mims level, and see if he can and break out as one of their better wide receivers. So I'm looking for Mike Woods to be one of those good sleepers, Well. Hey, well, John, I'm going to give you a sleeper, and anybody that stayed through us and listened to the whole episode and didn't fall asleep, they get to hear my sleeper. But I'm kind of sad that our draft hasn't gone, Woj. Aren't you a little worried that people are going to be taking our players? Yeah, I, 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 I thought about withholding some information, but I thought that wouldn't be respectful to our viewers. So I, I, kept, I gave it all out there. I gave it all out there. I'll, I'll beat people <laughs> in the draft no matter what. Hey, I like the attitude, Woj, and I'm going to give it all out there too. I'm going to take Malik Knowles. Uh, Kansas State wide receiver Ooh. people who is he you know I mean he he's not really anybody he's not really that great of a wide receiver in the past anyways but I think this year and it's completely situational why I'm going to take him this year Skylar Thompson's back there throwing the pigskin we know that he runs the ball a lot right well she likes to run it up the middle when things break mm -hmm. down I think mm -hmm. teams are going to be a little more focused on that this year I think they're going to have that linebacker in a spy leaving you know Malik downfield one-on-one -on -one with the, somebody in the secondary, a safety or cornerback, rather than having double coverage where a linebacker is underneath. And the reason for that is I just think teams are really going to stop Skylar Thompson from getting those rushing yards, especially on third down. That seems to be when he does it. Teams are going to pick up on that. You know, all these players, they watch film. They see that things like that happen. So they're just going to be a little more tuned to stop him, maybe go in a little quicker than they normally would, lose their coverage downfield. And when that happens, Malik knows the one to get the ball. So. That's what I'm thinking, Mike. Yeah, if they're not giving it to Malik, they're giving it to Deuce Vaughn. But the other thing to think about here is Kansas State tight ends. 
So when Tariq or when Malik isn't getting it, Deuce Vaughn isn't getting it, the running back, their tight ends do really well every single year, and theirs would just went to the NFL. So look to pick up whoever their tight end is going to be because Kansas State tight ends do very well. That's another pick, sneaky, sneaky sleeper there, Wall. Hey, well, I'll look at it, but I, you know I like my tight ends from the Big Ten country. I know, yeah, you're the Jake Ferguson type. I get it. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. This was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>